And it is 9.33. Joining me now, our good friend, Master Gardener, Barb Lamps. Good morning, Barb. How are you enjoying this nice weather for gardening? You know, I love it. I it's love it. Great. I love it. It's, it's energizing. It's, uh, you, you can go outside and you can work and work and work. Yes. And, uh, and you, you know, you don't get all sweaty. Humid and sweaty and yeah, feeling yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. Yeah. The only downfall has been the bugs mosquitoes yeah those bugs those terrible bugs look at i brought i brought a, a a show and tell in the office today and when barb saw me she was frightened yes well it has a sheath on it which usually you think looks like a big bowie knife or something you it know? is it's a big it's a big knife and i've got it probably i don't know a month or two now that i got it and it's called a hoary hoary knife and it is one I can't believe that I've lived without this for gardening. You know, I've asked for it probably the last few years for Christmas and never got it, never got it. Because it's not real cheap, but, no. but it's guaranteed for five years for one thing. But it's a knife. It's about seven and a half inches long. And it's got... Um, the blade is. Yes, the blade. The blade. Yeah, it's about 12 inches long, but the, the blade is. And this thing slices, it dices, it does so right. many things. And I had this out in the garden the other day. I was weeding and I was, um, you know, cutting extra stuff out and it's just amazing so what is a hori hori knife well hori hori the tool gets its name from the japanese word hori which means to dig and i guess according to this the knives have been treasured by farmers in japan for centuries so they knew something we didn't right and so anyway it's made in the usa too mine is as is, is well yeah but it says guaranteed five years and you register it for full warranty and i just am so happy with this it's got this um it's just heavy and it does so many things i'm saying barb if you don't have one yes. i don't know why we don't yeah you know i was thinking i should put it on my christmas list yeah but maybe i should just bite the bill bullet and just go buy it myself here's here's something that i really like about it it has this sheath where you you put it back in there and then the sheath, nice you, heavy leather yeah yes but you can fasten it to your belt so mm -hmm. you won't lose it so i have to tell you i am thrifty it's forty dollars <laughs> $40 is a lot of money to me. I'm going to make sure that I don't set it down someplace and forget where I put it. Well, here's what I learned from using it. it it's got a beautiful handle in it, and it's, you know, it's, it's wood. But when I set it down, it's hard to see. So I'm going to paint this handle bright orange. Good idea. Because I'll tell you what, I was out in the garden, and I, you know, I, was, I was doing stuff in the vegetable garden. I was doing stuff in the landscape. I was doing flower. I mean, you name it, I was doing everything. And my husband's like, wow, that thing is really good. And so I set it down, and then I'm like, I yes. don't know where my hoary hoary knives. I looked and I looked and it kind of blends. So I'm going to paint this handle bright orange, obnoxious orange, because I'd hate to lose something this nice. But yeah. did you see it comes with its own sharpener deal too? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that too. The edge is like deeply serrated. This one, is, one side serrated, the other's sharp. Okay, yeah. okay. So so bear that in mind too. And the, uh, the, the blade itself goes up into the wood clear to the top. So it's And sturdy. then that is fastened with a sort of like rivets in there yeah. so that they'll never come loose. Because how many times have you bought any kind oh. of a tool? It's looked great, but it's not fastened clear up right. into the handle and it comes loose and it breaks off. And it's just like, wow, we don't need to put more stuff in I our I have learned landfills. my lesson that way, Barb. You know, there's so often when I've gotten cheap tools, you know, I'll go in like, oh, this is only $1.99. Well, guess what? It lasts about that long too yeah right but i i was lucky i got mine when they had a sale they had a, i don't know 25 percent off which is good and i bought it locally i happened to get it at edenvale here in town but it was probably you could get it cheaper online for like four dollars less and i thought for me four dollars yeah. 
to go local in my economy is worth every penny. Even if it was ten dollars, yeah, buy local. And here's the other thing. Okay, with a with a warranty, you want to deal with someone local. I mean, so that if you have a problem, you can just go out there and say, right. "Hey, there's a problem with this." Those are really great people. Uh, I was out there buying some things this spring, and I was just delighted how uh, friendly they were and helpful they Very were. Very knowledgeable. Yes, yes. You yes. know, I, I I love Kim Sogard is out there. We talked about Kim. She works yes. out there, and she's the one. They just had an article in the uh, Mankato uh, magazine. I think that special. Yes. Yeah, and, Rossi and magazine talked yeah. about her her plants. So yeah, that's and her the cool. aunt that. D- develop hybridize all these plants i mean we have people in mankato that are so diverse in what they plant and they introduce you to new kinds of things and it's one thing to order like say a daylily which is what her aunt developed uh to order them from a catalog and it's another thing to go see it growing in someone's yard oh and i know barb what you're going to talk about because you ordered one from a catalog and you are very disappointed i i am you know i was i when i got the roots from my daylilies i was so pleased because they they were good size Mm -hmm. they weren't dried out they looked great i put them in the soil and I believe this one is called Strawberry Candy. And in the catalog, catalog, the pink was so lovely and the contrasting color was so lovely. And now I just sat there and it, and it got a bud and I thought, oh, great. And then it started opening up and I thought, this Blah. doesn't look like like you know what I ordered. And I went back to the catalog and I looked and this, this flower opened up all the way and it's muddied. Dull. Dull. Very you dull. Know. But there is a site I where they talked about, you know how there's blue hostas where they call them blue, mm-hmm. but it's not like the no. the um, harvester silo blue. No. They're, they're, yeah. But blue green. There is a site that sells plants. I can't remember what it's called, but honest to goodness, they have, must have photoshopped it. And this hosta is bluer than, I mean, that I can't, the, the blue on the harvester silo, you know, I mean. Yeah, and, impossible. And well, I've seen this hosta. It's it's not no. blue. It's it's a oh. blue green. Right. So when you that I've been disappointed too because there's been others I've ordered and you see them in the catalog because you and I've done this with my own camera um, with when you have these digital stuff you can saturate the color and make it look so much more rich and you can define the lines by you know doing a little adjustment here and there. So like you said, it's better. To see it in person sometimes so you don't get disappointed. And a lot of times if you go to a regular nursery, they not only have the plant you want, but they'll have it blooming so you can actually see. And and so many times they they talk about these. (laughs) Here, here's an example. There's a place called Gardening Plants. Well, look at this, the picture of this barb. I know you guys can't see it. It's its its so blue right. that it, it's, I mean, literally impossible. And then look look at this color. Oh, This wow. one they're saying it's, um yeah. It's, red. Yeah, it's a red hasa. And there's, yeah. So you get, if you get that and you... You know, we've even been we've even been taken in by the hostas that are supposed to have the red stems on them. Yes, and that is such an anemic color too. It's uh, it, it's not near what they're bragged up to be. So, think about the genetics of the plants. I mean, how far afield can you go with these colors anyway? Well, and this one says it's called gardening plants. It says rare, you know, rare. Fl- plants well they're only rare in their pictures they're not going to turn out like that so just just so you know it's <laughs> you know um th- this week i made an amazing discovery in my 
backyard, and it wasn't a good discovery. It was a disastrous one. I had moles. A mole has come in. Oh, I do too. And between... Is it a mole or a vole? I, see, I haven't seen it, but it's, it's burrowing. And between where the... the I My lawn is, my perennial bed is edged with brick. And between the grass, where the grass stops, the bricks begins, mm-hmm. and the garden starts... That vole mole has burrowed along that border on the outside by the grass. And the it grass doesn't dig under; it digs on the top. Uh, no, right. no, mine it, oh, is, use it underground. Okay. Mine is under, okay. and it raises it up like in a burrow. Oh yeah, and the, it's both under the grass and it's and it's alongside there. It got it into the garden, and it's just following the line oh. of where my tulips are, and they eat the roots. They it's, love bulbs. As you walk in the garden. Um, you can feel it. The soil collapses underneath yep. your foot. And so uh, you're supposed to go and you're supposed to uh, squash down those the tunnels. That's one thing. So my husband, I said, no, would you go buy something? You know, I need some. Traps and uh, traps and traps. Because I had that problem, too, and I bought, I mean, I had like 20 traps out, and I'd get, you know, several every day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So did you use like a mouse trap? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, I, I use mouse traps with. Um, I think I put peanut butter on them. Okay. And I just, I've just seen one in my garden too because I've seen something boom right across the little path. Right. Boom. And I'm like, oh, and they are chewing on my tomatoes. Well, here's the taking thing. Taking bites out. So Dave, um, who was going to uh, this big box store, he said, "Well, I'll pick something up there," and he brought it home and. I got on my reading glasses because you know the thing about these chemicals the print is so small that you have to really yeah. you know you really have to watch and I was absolutely shocked it said um, this product you, sh- you should use gloves to handle it mm-hmm. you should never get it on your skin you shouldn't inhale it and you should never plant it where you're going to have vegetables or anything that you're going to be eating right. that remains in the soil so if I started putting these pellets into these runs the next time I went to digging in my soil I'd be exposing myself sure. and and it will kill birds it will kill uh, like pets. Uh, pets yeah so I said oh has to go back I was absolutely shocked yes. that there was something that was as deadly as that stuff was but a- you know, and in small print very yeah, small print the small print now here's the house how you, moles aren't that bad see a mole it says moles primarily feed on earthworms grubs beetles and other animals or arthropods found in soil so if it was a mole that wouldn't be so bad the vole which i'm pretty sure it is because that's what i have voles i primarily primarily herbivores and will feed on the roots bulbs bark and seeds of many ornamental plants and grasses and then there's a shrew who feed on insects, earthworms, slugs, and snails, and uh, so those wouldn't be quite as bad. But uh, so I'm thinking it's a v- it's a vole. Okay, I've, I've, I that's probably what I've got too. So I'm going to get traps and get them out. And, and you know, it's best to put them um, not not parallel, but perpendicular to a wall because that where they do is like along the house. Yeah. So right. Uh, so you put the 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 trap part so it's right. Uh, against the wall right, right. so it's, it's like a T against the walls so, because that's where their trails tend to run and that's where you'll catch a lot of them you know it's really interesting because when I had we had our, our daughter's uh, uh, little shih tzus here the uh, along the 
wall of the greenhouse. Every morning they'd get up, they'd run out there, they'd check <laughs> that. And along the fence line, they'd check that. So I wonder if uh, maybe that's where they enter uh, these bulls. And, and they, they follow those those straight lines. Because probably that's why mm-hmm. they're on my edging, my, my bricks there. Sure. They're going along the edge it's there. It's like a safety, a little safety highway for them. Are, are they blind? Can they see, I wonder? I think they can, but... Um, May- I don't know. I'll ask Al. That's an Albat question, probably. Okay. But okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I don't know if they're. They well, like stay it tuned. I I feel like I'm uh, the exterminator these days. Well, with the Japanese beetles too. Oh, terrible! My dear neighbor, Mrs. J, came <laughs> over last night, and she said they'd picked a hundred Japanese beetles, and she said she's so tired. They get on everything. <laughs> Every- they get on the beans. They get on the flowers. They, and and they do. You know, they actually will even get on the. Uh, certain weeds. I was looking in my raspberry patch, and there are weeds in there, and 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 the leaf has been uh, skeletonized, right. and that's really how you can tell. And now the um, Easy Elegance uh, roses are have buds on them again. They even they go in the buds. They go down yep. before they even open up. So yep. you don't know they're in there. Because same with my hardy hibiscus. Because yep. they you know are kind of a little bud. And a lot of times then when they open, they're full of holes. Well, because I've looked, I've actually poked my finger down and kind of opened it up before they're ready. And they're actually in there yep. eating. Yep. So you don't see them then. Yeah. Yeah. Darn buggers. Yeah. Right. So um, the thing is, despite all of this. It's great to live in Minnesota. It's great to, great yes. to have our weather and our summers and our our uh, change of season with all the color in that. And this great soil that we have. Things are growing. The flocks now. Oh, uh, they're beautiful now. They are. And, you know, normally in the summer uh, when we have so much rain, we get powdery mildew on the flocks right. or black spot. Mine are just absolutely perfect. There's See, mine usually get a little later, so it's still kind of early. Mine usually after the flowers start to, the petals kind of go away, then the leaves start to get okay, it. So I'm okay. thinking you, you just wait a little bit maybe. Well, so this is something to think about. And I, what I like to do is when I cut for bouquets, if you try and cut down in and thin out some of those plants on the inside, use those in your bouquets. I've been taking bouquets around and, you know, Flax has become a plant that I just absolutely adore because the flower, well, it's small on it. It makes a head, a pom-pom that is so mm-hmm. big. And some of those flowers have an eye in them that is a real pronounced color. A lot of them are lavender or magenta color, and the and the eye is different. Some of them don't have such a bright eye. And then I have the white with the pink eye, and I have the uh, the uh, there's a, a red that is just just so striking and fabulous fabulous plants and you know what the bees like them too oh they do and i've noticed so many pollinators because i have so many flowers like you do too Mm -hmm. in in the yard and it's just been amazing and my um hydrangeas are now in bloom i've got my strawberry vanilla out at the lake is just in full bloom the ones here in town must be a little different climate but they're just starting to come out and there's nothing more beautiful than hydrangeas and they last for 
yes. weeks and weeks into the fall. And the strawberry vanilla starts out, they start out white, white using and then as they grow, they, they they change color, so they get into that, that pinkish color. And then more a mauve. And, yes, and then yes. And, and, and the blooms are, are so big on oh, mine this year that the branches are bending over right. because they're they're just they're just loaded with that kind of color. So you can pick one branch, you have an instant bouquet. It's just really really gorgeous. Well, and I've noticed too about you know depending on what color they are. So like let's say if I cut them when they're a certain color pink, they will often dry and they'll stay that more of a pink shade. Sure. Versus if I let them go brown, then they're going to be brown so right. so i've learned to cut them off at different stages if i want to let them dry and preserve them in different shades well you know one thing in my vegetable garden up at good council this year i'm raising the pumpkins for the papitas which is the oh, seed are they doing okay it, the pumpkins are green and they're big and uh and i understand they don't get orange no they they're kind of stripe with a little yellow and green right so, so i'm i'm eager to find out if the seeds uh we can dry them and if they taste like the papitas that you buy in the store which are so expensive right. so stay tuned we'll see how that works out that cucumbers I've oh got my them gosh they're going crazy now on the a-frame yep. and and i go underneath this a-frame and i look up and, <laughs> and they hang right through the wire that's you know that cattle uh metal frame yeah cattle? the cattle fence or hog panels sometimes the, they call the them. hog panels mm-hmm. okay. they're very heavy that is the way to go that uh um green uh, wire that we used to buy that's um they call that um i forget what they call it anyway but it's a, it's it's coated so it's not as dangerous as a chicken wire but which it's gets also rusty. not and not as heavy gauge so it no, doesn't it, stand up no it doesn't work for something like that that's really heavy and this it was called hog fencing hog panels yeah hog panels because panels, that's what yep. they used to you know yep. shove the po- hogs in and that's great yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think you could use that just in so many different uh, uh, operations and it would be really good I mean you could you could do a wisteria on there you could do uh, uh, the drop more honeysuckle on there that would be just really really great yeah and you know I've uh, gone through trellises too where I've gotten before by the cheap ones and it's the same thing like the knife thing. Sometimes you get what you pay for. You do. And, you know, had I known what I know now, I would have spent the more money up front. Hey, you know what? We had some people over last night. We were introducing our new pond to the neighborhood. Oh, well, you've got it done now, it, huh? d- My husband, uh, I mean, he was out there measuring and, and doing everything and filled it with water. Yes, and we have it. The water recircling, recirculating through mm-hmm. an old pump. So it goes up and it comes down. Down and it drops and it's it's really a joy again now yeah. have you put any pond plants in there yet nope nope I have to wait till I get back from vacation okay and so if you have anything that's reproduced uh, that you want to get rid of well let me tell you the best thing that I found to keep away because the, the problem I've had before uh, I've got about a thousand gallon a pond is that string algae and it got so thick that I mean literally it was like green soup sure. well I have found that if you plant that water lettuce you just get one and I'll, I can give you one or two because yep. it multiplies it multiplies yep. and it's got these really heavy roots that they take up all those nutrients and stuff like because sure. I've got fish and stuff and the water stays clear I mean it's like a miracle it's like yes so yes. when you think about our lakes and, and things getting so messy and you know polluted in that well if you plant the, the some of the right shore plants right. then they can 
you know, sift through the, the bad stuff and, and take that up so you don't have the, the icky water. So I will get you some of those water lettuce and Good. maybe I've got some reeds you could have too because, you know, they multiply too. Now, um, the the king tut plant. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that's a water plant, isn't it? Well, it can be. I've got it in a container and I also, you can take the container and put that right in the pond. I, I have the small one. I wonder if the small one will work. Oh, sure. Okay. You don't submerge the whole thing. So you put, right. I just put like the bottom two inches of the pot in, you know, on top of some, some rocks or the edge. Sure. And what happens then, the roots actually grow through the bottom of the pot and they will adhere. So you can't pull that thing out at the end of the year because it's just formed a big massive yeah. clump of roots. So. Yeah. That's great. That's but great. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I know there's lots of things on the internet for seeing the amount of vegetation you should have for the size of your garden. So uh, uh, go online if you're if you're putting in a garden. You're going to want to do that so you keep things in sync, and then you won't have as much of a problem with uh, algae and those things getting in there. But uh, we had a pond before, and it was a smaller one. This is a bigger one, and I'm just really, really happy. Now the idea is to uh, bring back some of the hostas and things that I had in there before and blend the pond into the garden, into the the, the flower bed so that it all looks like it, it belongs there. And see, that's the thing. Whenever you start a new garden bed, it kind of looks out of place. Right. Because I just showed you pictures of at the lake house. I started uh, some some landscaping two years ago with, with hostas and other shade plants because it's very shady. And at first, it's sort of like stuck out. But as you noticed, as the, the things have gotten bigger and they've yes. started to fill, it looks like part of the landscape. Yeah, it's it's so natural looking. And that's, that's what you want to go for. You don't want to have something that looks like you just... Just added it Plopped on. It in yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I was really impressed with the legularia that you had growing close to the trees, and I didn't know that plant could take so much shade, but obviously it can. Well, I have some that are in a lot more shade. I lost all three of those. Oh, so gosh. that gets a little more sun, but it's still pretty shady. Yeah. So I have two legularia that, that made it, and they've got get a little more sun. So yes, it likes shade, but maybe not too much because there's some that are called full shade some are partial shade sure some are partial sun so yeah you know there's and sometimes too if you've got the right soil and the right amount of moisture yes they can pull through so but that's the thing about being a gardener uh it when you plant something one big experiment yeah that's right it may stay there it may get moved several times before you find the right home for it i was uh when we were visiting diane denham selly's um iris garden she was telling us that she had moved things around and finally found the right place but that is that's you can read the instructions and think you've got the right environment for it but you don't always have and if it doesn't look like it's thriving move it move it well now i lost all three of my big burning bushes this year i know a lot of people lost their burning bushes and they were kind of hanging on by a thread but now with now they're gone. I looked yep. out the window this morning and they're completely gone. I'm going to have to cut them down because these were ones that had, for I don't know, about six feet tall. So they were fairly significant and were a big part of the landscape in my edge of my shade garden. So I don't know if it was a winter because my neighbor across the road and other people I know have lost that. Sure. So I'm going to have to replace that, which means sometimes there are some plants that are hardy, but maybe depending on the winter, maybe just aren't quite marginally Yeah, hardy. and when things are young, too, that it takes a while for them to get adjusted. Say, I wanted to uh, tell you that um, on uh, Saturday, um, Joyce... Uh, uh, Wilcox. Wilcox and myself and a couple other master gardeners will be at the farmer's market again. Oh, you are, and I heard it was an amazing turnout. We had last... 
time, we had 50 people Ooh. show up. And then Diane Denonselli said, um, well, listen, I'm going to divide some more of my iris. If you guys would like to come and show people how to plant them, I'll provide the these wonderful hybrid iris to give away for free. And she has beautiful ones. Oh, they're just outstanding. So if you're around, we start at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday, and that's right down, uh, the farmer's market is right down in the parking lot of, uh, what is that, Best Buy? Yeah, Best Buy. So yep, it's uh, right. up on the hill, so by toward Hilltop Hy-Vee yes. and in that area. So Best Buy, and of course, farmer's market's been around for years. And so where is your booth? Does it vary? or where? I, We're by, there's only one, um, we're at the headquarter thing there, the oh. little wagon, and there's where you get, if you have questions or anything, you go there. We're in front of them. You'll see us. Um, uh, we'll be the ones with the yellow shirts on. And so is it the kind of thing where you'll be giving away iris Div- yes. divisions until you're out basically. yes until we're out and we'll have pictures of them when they bloom and we'll send you home with a little sheet that tells you how to plant them and we'll talk you through that process and talk you to uh, tell you a little bit about the diseases as well as the uh, bore that you can get and then uh, Sunday uh, we'll be changing uh, uh, directions and we'll head over to Wasika, my husband and I and this is our garden clubs uh, annual tour of gardens and we'll be uh, at one of the sites and what the Wasika Garden Club tries to do is they have different locations it's free and they'll have uh, now is it just for garden club members though no it's it's open to the community oh, so how do people know oh, where to you go, go to you go to Trowbridge Park which is right downtown it's the wonderful park with the uh, when they used to do parks in the center of town and they had the bandstand in that it's right there you pick up the 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 map there and the map will show you as you go from one house to the next house to the next so house. So what time do you need to be there again? Okay, so it this starts at 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock Saturday. It, yes, and it runs till, uh, let me just see here. Is it 4 or is it 5? I think it's 5 o'clock. Yes, so... Um, uh, be sure it's free. We just have a great time. 1 to 5 p.m. Trowbridge Park. So if you, the one... When you go get into town, the stoplight, if you take a left there and go down the main street, you'll see Trowbridge Park. Okay. It's not at all hard to find. And I know I've gone on a, a one of the garden tours with the Wasika group and, and just saw some beautiful, beautiful gardens. Oh, the, the Wasika people, because they had the ag school there and they had taught horticulture, they certainly have a solid base of gardeners, people that just love to plant, try new things. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's really an exciting time. It's lovely to meet all these people, too. And people bring their children, and you can talk to the kids, and the kids are interested in gardening, some of them. It's really fun. Barb, I'm just starting to uh, get some string beans, green beans. Are you? Are well, because I've got the pole beans, and they're a little later than the, the bush beans, because yes. bush beans are what they call determinate, so they they produce the beans for a specific amount of time. And Thank they're heavens. Done. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now my, my pole beans are starting, and they'll just keep going through the season. So I'm pretty excited. I've got some little ones yet, yeah. and I'm trying to get them before the Japanese beetles do. Yes. Well, you know what? Oh, gosh. I shouldn't even say this. Oh, no. I haven't got Japanese beetles up in oh, my yeah. in my garden up on Good Council, and I didn't have any uh, 
beetles on my potatoes either. So it's been a good year up there, I have to say. But boy, the weeds. But do you remember, I was talking before you go on to the weeds, the, do you remember, though, before I had Japanese beetles before you did, and now you've got them in your yard? It's like yeah. they kind of take over little territories. So so yeah. knock on wood, they're not going to be there, but they might. But yeah, the weeds with, with this weather and the, the moisture, whoo, they're... Yeah, yeah, and there's they grow so fast. I didn't realize, and tree seeds, I've oh, got more... More seeds. Yeah, than, tree um, seeds, and they... Maples and... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, box elder is another one. I don't know where they came from. I don't even know where there's a box elder in our neighborhood. Well, they don't necessarily, they like, they don't necessarily like only box elders, though. <laughs> no, no. But I'll tell you what, we have lots of those growing in, uh, come up in the garden. And yep. the thing that's really st- strange is, um, even with my flocks, I'm down on my hands and knees, and I'm parting the the stems in that (laughs) and here i've got maples growing in there oh yeah i mean how did they get in and elms i've got the little elms yeah yeah so um uh, you can't if you're going to be a gardener um you're not going to be standing a lot you're going to be stooping you're going to be crawling you're going to be on your hands and knees and just you know take it in stride you don't have to kill yourself in one day just say okay i'm going to do so much today and then that's it yeah, I, I usually see if I start, I can't finish. I gotta. Well, I, I mean, I, I can't. I can't compulsive. not finish. Yeah, exactly. yeah, compulsive. Thanks, but, Barb. And and we certainly appreciate what you've done at the lake. That you're, what you've done, I didn't even recognize the place, the landscaping, the stuff that was overgrown. You got rid of. You've got the new things in, and now, like you say, they're at home and they're looking great. But it takes. Uh, it's been a several year process. You know. If somebody has a beautiful yard and you go to Barb's, you go, oh, I want one like that. You've been there doing that over 30 years. Oh, yeah. 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 So um, keep that in mind. Okay. New gardeners. All right. Thanks, Barb. We'll see you next time. Bye. It is one minute past 10 and you are listening to a Minnesota morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato, big ideas and real world thinking. Time now for your Minnesota history lesson for this morning.